Hey guys, welcome to Fourth Joy, a podcast seeking to inspire and encourage Christ followers as they engage the world with the gospel. I'm Nathan Garrett, your host, and thanks for joining. All children except one grow up. They soon know that they will grow up, and the way Wendy knew was this. One day, when she was two years old, she was playing in a garden, and she plucked another flower and ran with it to her mother. I suppose she must have looked rather delightful, for Mrs. Darling put her hand to her heart and cried, Oh, why can't you remain like this forever? This was all that passed between them on the subject, but henceforth Wendy knew that she must grow up. You always know after you are two. Two is the beginning of the end. J.M. Barry from Peter Pan Hey everybody, today's episode is about how to become like a child. I hope that after you listen, you'll be inspired to grow younger again for the glory of God. So, without further ado, here are five steps you can take to become like a child. Number one, be needy. As adults, we have a strong desire for independence and self-sufficiency. Even children long to be adults for this very reason. My little four-year-old has been talking recently about how she can't wait to be a mom so that she can do whatever she wants. I feel like this is a thought we all experience as children. Little do we know then about all the responsibilities and obligations we have as adults. But every day we strive to be able to do more things on our own without needing help. I often have a hard time asking for help for a couple reasons. First of all, I don't want to bother people. I know that everyone is busy and that they have important stuff they're trying to accomplish themselves. I have been challenged by this way of thinking by living in a small village in Romania. Just a couple days ago, my pastor called me twice to ask for help on a couple different things. I arrived ready to help only to discover that we, he had reached out to a group of people that all came as well. These tasks were ones that I would have just done by myself, but it would have taken a lot longer to complete. The saying goes, many hands make light work, and boy is it true. The second reason I have a hard time asking for help is because of my pride. I think, especially as men, we have this unnecessary burden we lay on ourselves by thinking that we're somehow less of a man if we need help with something. There's a certain vulnerability in asking for help. We're essentially admitting that we can't do something alone, which is absolutely true. But for some reason, we just see this as a weakness when in reality, it's just the way God designed it. I mean, even in the beginning, after creating Adam, God declared that it is not good for man to be alone. We are created to need others, and more than that, we're created to need God. Throughout the entire Word of God, it's so evident that God desires and appreciates any communication with Him as long as it's sincere. There is no need that is too silly or small to bring it to God. God hears and listens to every prayer. We may find it awkward at first to bring small requests to Him, such as, Lord, help my two-year-old to start using real words so that we can understand her, or, Lord, help me to choose the best foods to feed my family on this grocery trip, or whatever the case may be. But the more we present our requests to him, the more natural it will be to do so. I still remember to this day that when we first came to Europe, we actually flew into Bulgaria because before we arrived in Romania, we got to attend our organization's triennial conference that was in Greece that year. We went to Bulgaria because Scott Ulrich, the leader of Team Bulgaria at that time, was going to drive us down. After we all loaded up in the van and were ready to go, Robin, his wife, prayed out loud for God to protect us on that road as we traveled. I remember thinking, Whoa, so this is the missionary life. I guess we should start doing this too. (laughs) In my Bible reading this year, I also felt convicted when reading about King David doing certain things without inquiring of the Lord, and I've tried to start seeking God before making expensive purchases. 
Sometimes I still forget, but I definitely have stopped myself from purchasing some things because God revealed that it was not absolutely necessary or was probably not the best way to use our money. The second way we can uh, become like a child is to be curious. I think curiosity begins to die when kids reach middle school and high school, and I feel like this is because it becomes uncool to be passionate or expressive at that age. I've been loving watching my kids be so curious as they play out in our yard or read interesting books about wildlife, and I think that as adults, the best way we can encourage this is to get excited about the things they're learning about and just explore right along with them. These days, it's so easy to learn new stuff just by making a quick search online. It's been fascinating to learn about stuff like, do you know raspberries and strawberries aren't actually berries, but watermelon, bananas, tomatoes, grapes, kiwi, and cucumber are? Recently, my kids uh, have been getting into bird watching, and it brings me so much joy when they come and tell me that they've seen a bird in our yard and it can actually name what kind it is. I never want that curiosity to stop. I hold to the idea that you can never own too many books. Every book, regardless of its genre, is a new mystery. A biography is not a who done it, but rather a what did he or she do. A book on the spiritual disciplines is a how can I draw closer to God and be more like Christ. A fiction is a quest to discover if the protagonist wins or what he learns on his journey. And something that has been an absolute joy is to be able to discuss some of my favorite books with my boys. My nine-year-old might be a faster reader than I am. A couple days ago, he started reading the Chronicles of Narnia, and he read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in one day. I read the series to the boys a few years ago, but as they read things on their own, we can talk about good stories together and the camaraderie that, that that creates between us is such a delight. And that goes two ways. We should pick up books that they're reading to be able to share and talk with them about it. I love C.S. Lewis's dedication in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He dedicated the book to Lucy Barfield, the daughter of one of his good friends that was also a part of the group called The Inklings. He writes, My dear Lucy... I wrote this story for you, but when I began it, I had not realized that girls grow quicker than books. As a result, you are already too old for fairy tales, and by the time it is printed and bound, you will be older still. But some day you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. You can then take it down from some upper shelf, dust it, and tell me what you think of it. I shall probably be too deaf to hear and too old to understand a word you say, but I shall still be your affectionate godfather, C.S. Lewis. Everyone grows older but not everyone grows wiser. We must not stop reading fairy tales because though those stories don't change, we do. And as we live and experience more, there's more that we can draw from good stories. My family recently listened to the Little Women audiobook, and I've got to tell you, it's become one of my favorite books of all time. It's an extremely long book, but it contains so many good nuggets of truth. I was listening to a podcast shortly after that, and a woman was talking about how she reads Little Women every few years or so, and that as she has gotten older, she begins relating more with different characters. The first time she read it, she related to Joe because she was a teenager. But then after she had kids, she started relating to Mrs. March. And so we all can draw different things out of books as we read them when we're older. Every one of us has experienced this by reading the Bible. Although it's slightly different there because the Bible is a living book and the Lord reveals more to us as we seek him, but I believe the principle is still the same. Regardless of whether you're reading books, taking online courses, or getting a formal degree, we should always be learning and growing. I remember when I was in college, I often heard the term lifelong learning. I thought it was just some cliche term or maybe a marketing ploy to keep people taking courses, but now I see that it's absolutely essential that in order to thrive, we must stay curious and strive to learn. If we're satisfied completely with what we know, it either means we have a huge pride problem, or we become lazy, or we're missing out on so much that God has graciously given us. 
My third point is we must force ourselves to remember what it was like to be a child. This can be a lot harder to do. As we grow older, we can easily become more cynical, sarcastic, and jaded. We've all been burned, bruised, and hurt. We've all seen the corruption and lack of justice in the world, and we've seen people lie, manipulate, and take advantage of others. We've also been around a lot longer, so we've become numb to the wonder in things. Kids are in awe when they see someone snap or whistle because they don't know how to do it, but we just act like it's no big deal. They're delighted by roly-polies, caterpillars, and worms, but we just find them gross. We need to spend time remembering our days as kids. What it was like to dig with our bare hands in the mud and feel the slimy worms, or feeling the cool, clear water on our feet as we searched for crawdads under rocks or felt the exhilaration of flying through the air in a swing set. Why is it that kids can play make-believe so easily, but we find it easier to play make-reality? I'm reminded of the film Hook with Robin Williams. Uh, In that film, Robin Williams plays a lawyer who has forgotten that he once was Peter Pan. As a boy, he had flown, fought with pirates, and had lots of adventures with the Lost Boys, but now he's forgotten everything. He tries and tries to remember. His memories are slow in coming, but eventually he begins to remember, and then he's finally able to use his imagination again, seeing food where there isn't any, and flying and crowing like a rooster. I think James Barry, when he wrote about Peter Pan, was trying to share with people that it's so important to fight to remain childlike. Most of the adults in Neverland are pirates, after all, bad guys in essence who have forgotten the joys of childhood. The next thing may be a funny suggestion, but I think it can be valid. Watch some cartoons with your kids. Two series that are by far my favorites are the shows Recess and Bluey. These shows are both on Disney+, Plus. uh, if you have access to that. Recess is one that I watched when I was a boy, which is about a group of friends in the fourth grade and their adventures, often during recess. The show really is a great reminder of what life was like before responsibility became part of us. The other show, Bluey, is a new show from Australia. It's about a family of dingoes, and it's an absolute gem about how the parents engage with their children and join in on the make-believe and imaginative play. There's been so much inspiration and conviction, if I'm going to be honest, about how to play with your kids. Both of these shows will remind you of your childhood, or at least help you to think a little bit more like a child. Number four on the list is simply play. You don't have to be a child to feel the exhilaration of running or jumping or dancing. Another horrible memory I have of middle school is the school dances. So much self-consciousness, so much awkwardness, I just cringe at the thought of it. But now that I have kids, it's so much fun to have dance parties with them and to emulate their free movements. As small children, they don't get easily embarrassed or ashamed. And now that I'm an adult, I've learned again how to dance without shame. It's so important to not take life too seriously, to be silly, to have fun. This point also reminds me of the movie Chariots of Fire, which is about Eric Little, the Olympian runner and missionary to China. In the film, Eric's sister is concerned that his running will distract him from his love for the Lord. But Eric responds to her with this famous quote, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. When we give thanks to God for our arms and legs and the ability to move, our movement becomes just another form of worship. Too often, God is considered to be an old stick in the mud who never allows anything fun. But I want to share this incredible quote from G.K. Chesterton in his book, Orthodoxy. It might be true that the sun rises regularly because he never gets tired of rising. His routine might be due not to a lifelessness, but to a rush of life. The thing I mean can be seen, for instance, in children, when they find some game or joke that they specially enjoy. A child kicks his legs rhythmically through excess, not absence, of life. 
Because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. The repetition in nature may not be a mere recurrence. It may be a theatrical encore. Ah, man, isn't that so good? We need to remember that in God's presence there is fullness of joy. He could never be boring. Our God is playful, so we should be too. And the beautiful thing is that when we play, we not only are fighting to remain childlike internally, but also it keeps us young physically. If the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, shouldn't we long to live as long as possible in order to proclaim the gospel to more people? As adults, we use the word exercise, but this word often deters people from getting off the couch and moving. I think I want to start telling my wife and kids that I'm going to go out to play when I leave to go for a run. This makes it sound like so much more fun. And the great thing is, the more we play, the more fun and enjoyable it becomes. This year, I've lost a little weight and gotten a bit stronger, and I can tell you that running has become so much more enjoyable. Plus, I have more energy to work and to spend time with my family. I know there are people listening who would rather experience Chinese water torture than go running, but I want you to think of a physical activity that is enjoyable to you. What about tennis or hiking or walking? Walking is such good exercise and can be so much fun to walk around in nature while praying or listening to a podcast or music. I don't know if it's still a thing, but people used to go on walking holidays where they walked for a day with a group of people and then stopped at a hotel or inn in the evening and then the next day did it all over again. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. My final way to become like a child is to study closely the life of Jesus. Mark 10, 13 through 16 says, And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. As adults, it can be easy to consider children as not as important. Often they are frustrating, annoying, whiny, and illogical. But the more I live, the more I see that I act the exact same way, though God does not see me as annoying. He is forever patient and kind to me. As Jesus is the image of God, we are able to see how he welcomed the children, and he actually praised them. If it's only the one who receives the kingdom of God like a child that will enter it, we must strive to be humble and trusting. A child is unaware of his status, good manners, and often has no reason to not believe what he is told. I think the gospel is hard for so many to believe simply because it seems too good to be true. The battle to believe the good news is a lifelong battle simply because it is against worldly wisdom. In our world, good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. But with God's wisdom, all people are doomed to be separated from God unless God has mercy on them, which is bestowed upon all who believe in the good news of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. We've got to fight the urge to be cynical and doubtful of God's goodness. I think the words from this hymn are appropriate here. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. So just to conclude, as we get older, we must fight to stay childlike. 
God has created such a beautiful world and we can never possibly learn everything, but we can always keep learning new things. We can always take joy in playing. We can always experience awe and wonder because God's beauty, creativity, and splendor are limitless. And as this world is just a shadow of what's to come, let us all fight hard to be childlike so that we may live for the joy. So read a children's book or watch a cartoon to get in the mind of a child. Get outside to play somehow. Be curious and experience wonder in this world. And make sure you're being humble and asking for help from friends and from the Father when you need it. And finally, learn from Jesus. Stay childlike. Thanks again for listening.